Yeah, yeah. There's nothing, because there's nothing that says freedom like Pittsburgh. There's nothing, there's no more apt symbol of, of a man's ability to escape from his condi natural condition of servitude and oppression than Pittsburgh. They say Pittsburgh is gateway to the West. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about this earlier. And I, I think the gateway to the West is just wherever place you are, someplace west of there, because after Pittsburgh was gateway to the west, it became St. Louis. Now I suppose that gateway to the west is somewhere in China, or maybe Thailand. <laughs> I've thought about that. Why do they call it the far east when it's really the far west? It's a very good point. It's a very good point. And how come the Midwest is the middle of the United States and the Mideast is the middle of, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia somewhere? Yeah, it's a good point. I guess heaven has a different geography than we do. What are you looking forward to in Pittsburgh? Mature adult fantasy. <laughs> Slavic women, an Easter block style architecture, but more to the point, an Easter block mentality. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, some kind of metaphysical uniformity. I'm looking for uh, cold gray skies and steel mills. And, uh, uh Probably some kind of. What I want to do is, uh, you know, just huff some paint with lunatic hobo in a train yard. <laughs> I'm looking forward to unemployed Polish steel workers with, with guns drinking cheaper beer than even I will drink at some abandoned bar. The lovely bouquet of Falstaff and Buckfast fortified tonic wine. <laughs> exactly. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. You haven't been really drunk until you've been drunk on Buckfast. And as the texture and consistency of cough syrup, the flavor of Reuniti beverage wine and tequila, and uh, basically you'll never have a hangover like this. It's as if someone split your head open, filled it full of razor blades, and shook it around violently. <laughs> that reminds me of 1997. 1997. Through, through 2007. <laughs> the lost decade. It was like the lifestyle of a heroin addict and the decor of a heroin addict without the heroin. <laughs> no one's ever gotten that low without much stronger stuff that we were taking. It's a kind of kind of a mystery. Russian scientists are still studying that time in our apartment. You know, I was talking to um, our, one of our associates. The blonde pony, blonde pony boy, I guess we'll call him. Call him the prairie dog. Prairie dog. And he was, we were talking about your favorite bar to go to in Philadelphia. And he said that if he could go anywhere, he would go back in time to All the Rocks, the shopping center biker bar. He was serious, too. Old prairie dog. Maybe he's, I don't know. <laughs> Let me tell you about On the Rocks. On the Rocks is a bar in basically what amounts to a strip mall somewhere in Roxborough beneath the high voltage tension wires of large several hundred feet tall radio towers with lights that blink in synchronized fashions. So Lord only knows what that's doing, zapping our testicles. And On the Rocks is basically a... Radio towers give me sexual powers that I wouldn't otherwise have. Probably so. <laughs> Radioactive sperm. But uh, On the Rocks was basically, imagine a Hallmark card store. And then imagine if they just converted it into a bar. And 
was a place where, um, let's just say, uh, you know, it wasn't real hard to score some meth there. <laughs> anything could happen. And, not, and like, usually when people say anything could happen, they mean anything good could happen. But I mean like the full scope of the temptation that Satan offered humanity in the Garden of Eden could happen. Anything was possible. The heights of heaven or the lowest, darkest reaches of hell, but usually the latter. Usually you're, you're, you, it'll end, the night will end up with you getting a you know, toothy blowjob by some crack whore in the bathroom. Not that that's happened to me, but it was pretty, pretty dark. But anyway, so I'm going to Pittsburgh for a wedding, and then I'm going to go to Chernobyl for some R&R. &R. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this question. We're on a road trip here. What? Not just this road trip, but what does, what do, what does road, what do road trips mean to you? Like... Let me go throw out a couple of things you might think of talking about. Shoot. Do you think about the restaurant you're going to go to? Do you like staying in hotels? Do you think you're going to meet somebody and have sex with them? Do you think you're going to maybe move to the different place you're visiting on vacation? That kind of... I think uh, really what, what the road means to me, because uh, you think of places like cities, New York, Philadelphia, D.C. Those are locations. They're located. Latitude and longitude. You can find them. The road is a place, and it's no place. The only place that is the road is the experience of moving on the road. And that feeling of newness, of strangeness, of, of being in a place you're not familiar with, that's what I look forward to most. Let me tell you a story about eating after a night of drinking. One time I was in New York City, you know, I used to live there, and I got this piece of coronet pizza. It was open at 4 a.m. I took a bite of it, fell asleep on the couch, and woke up with a piece of pizza in my mouth. The cheese was all cold, and it run down the back of my throat. I ended up throwing up in my lap. <laughs> Ten miles, Blue Mountain, 35 miles. We're, ro we're rolling into South Market Street right now. Have you ever thought about the fact that there probably are only about five roads in the whole world? Think about it. You got Australia, that's one road. North America and South America, from the top of Canada to the bottom tier of Del Fuego, one road. Every road is connected to another road. You got Europe. But that road connects to Russia, ultimately to China, and arguably, although I can't be sure, down into Africa. So that's that's, that's actually um, three roads. And then, I'm not counting any of the islands on the planet. So actually, maybe there's not five roads, there's three roads. Yeah, dude, that's that's crazy. If you think about it, we, there's, there's nothing stopping us right now driving down to... You know, in Argentina. Let's do it! <laughs> I always wanted to do it. Take the Latin American Highway. There's no reason why we couldn't. Does that appeal to you? Very much so. I actually just lit my mind up right now, as you said. It It brought back uh, images of Sal Paradise and what the fuck is the other guy's name from on the road. Yeah. There are times when I think Sal Paradise was right. Go ahead, finish it. <laughs> What? what? That the boys and girls in America have an awful time together? I don't know. Was, were you quoting something? Yeah, didn't the whole Steady have that song where I think the South Paradise was right? <laughs> got you. Oh, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> oh, Jackie got me. Zinger. Zinger. So, um, Touche. Yeah, I mean, I've always, for me, traveling, I always... I like going somewhere new, and I like staying in hotels. And I used to want to write a whole 
novel about something called Hotel Life. About a guy who just travels around and lives in hotels. And then that fucker George Clooney came in that movie up in the air. Pretty much stole three quarters of my thunder. Uh, for you, I think it would have been a little bit more like leaving Las Vegas, but... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be staying in the real high-end places. It's called The Whole Year In, and he looks at the sign and says, The Whole Year In. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. So, hey, let me drink myself to death with Elizabeth Shoe. Driving to town. Where's the closest slut lodge? <laughs> I got a hard on with nowhere to put it. <laughs> this is my question. Northeast Philadelphia looks like the Eastern Block. It's, it's filled with Russians, but it, it looked like the Eastern Block before it was filled with Russians. Pittsburgh is filled with Slavic people. It also looks like the Eastern Block. But, I don't know when they immigrated there, I suspect that it kind of looked like the Eastern Bloc before they came there. So is it that, is it that places that look like the Eastern Bloc attract immigrants from the Eastern Bloc? Yeah, you know, it's funny, I was watching an interview on uh, PBS with Malcolm Gladwell, and he said that when Scottish immigrants moved from the Highlands, they inevitably, inevitably, no matter what their protocol was in the United States, ended up in the Appalachian Mountains. In the mountains. In the mountains. So I think there, there's a kind of genetic memory there that, you know, it's congenital where you draw into certain places, which is why, you know, we like to drink in the woods. Well, Poland is like, in Georgia, Ukraine, they're like the breadbasket of Europe. There's a, there's a, they were, that's where all the grain was was grown. And, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the industrial activity in Eastern Europe took, took place in these places. So I don't know. Well, it didn't that out because that wasn't real. No, 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 it was cool. I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, considering that, like, Bauhaus architecture was swept through, architectural schools in Europe throughout, you know, the late 1800s, early 1900s, maybe these people who emigrated to the United States would have, uh, you know, inevitably, maybe subconsciously imitated that architectural style when they were building these large sort of, you know, you know, buildings and houses. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, well, it's like British people, you know, they're drawn to cities where they can set up huge, corrupt, global business organizations. And Germans are drawn to places where they can build huge machines that ultimately result in the deaths of many millions of people. I just made this. It's called Das and Fassenbinder. It's called, you know, it's like Frankenstein. Just change the name and change some of the features and look, America is known for its huge, corrupt, global business organizations that has death machines. You could dance with a woman of any ethnicity. What would it, that ethnicity be, and how tall would a woman be? Persian supermodel 5'3". <laughs> Very good. Uh, French uh, musician. Uh, I'd say 5'8", because it doesn't 5'11 doesn't make sense for a French musician. Mm. Now, in my mind, if a French woman is 5'11", and she's probably real gangly. Well, she probably has like a German dad. Girl, that's like, uh, what would you dance? What, what would the dance be? Slow dance, Diamonds and Pearls by Prince. <laughs> oh, that's good. Diamonds and Pearls. 
we would have to think um, about this. Which no, but we wouldn't be slow dancing. We'd be holding hands in a, a roller skating rink. It's very good. Fast number. Um, take on me. Uh-huh. Ooh. Ooh, take on me. Slow number. Slow, slow number. You thought I was going to say In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel, but you're wrong. But you would be wrong. Uh, that was the one my answer for many years. I'm crazy for you, my Melinda Carlisle. You know what ABCD is? I think it's... I don't remember me. American board, confused, Desi. Uh, Desi is apparently someone from, you know, like Karachi. Right. Oh, there's a lovely, lovely mountain with different frisculating bits of sunlight. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a We're going to come back. Right now, it's 117 uh, p.m. On Friday, April 16th, 2010, we are driving to Pittsburgh. Surprise for you. Make the mic, the, the mic, the mic fly. Make the mic fly.